Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. Which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is a Vencast Studios production. Welcome, welcome to Day 30 of Riding the Pines NBA Playoff Podcast. I am Hondo, here with Guy and MTG in the building. What's up, dudes? Hey, yo, this is Steph Curry Day. Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> oh, oh my God. So what we just witnessed is just a colossal abominable. You have abominable snowman. Damn right. Abominable snowman still having better hair than freaking Patty Mills. And a better post-up game than LaMarcus Aldridge. <laughs> So, I mean, how do we even break down this game? How do we break down this game? Because it was like, it was two different games that were played here. Yeah. First half, Spurs imposed their will, their dominance. Kawhi showing his MVP form. Uh, second half, he got injured, and all of a sudden everything went in the tank. Golden State got to go, you know, got to go on their run that they always go on, start hitting their threes. Um, you know, and when you have the Spurs' second unit as, you know, as the team primary. Tri- yeah, trying to keep a 30-point lead. It's not going to work. Yeah, just a little, little gift, I think, to, this, to the Warriors. They were getting out-hustled. They were obviously showing their rust because they played eight games in 30 days. They were just fresh off of Game 6, so they were primed for whatever that was coming at them. Kawhi's back. They got this huge, you know, presence back. They got Jesus back. So just with the dreads. <laughs> That's right, man. I mean, so so we do we bring us back down to the one singular play of the entire game? Do we just call this Zaza Gate? <laughs> I think it, it is. I think it is. That's literally that's. I mean, that's where the game entire game turned. I mean, Golden State was already on a run coming back, right? Yeah. They're already already kind of showing signs of life. But if Kawhi stays on the floor, help you know, holds them down. Ginobili was doing his Ginobili thing. Um, they probably would have been okay controlling the boards. Um, you know, they would have been all right. But then as soon as you take Kawhi away, they're an eight seed, right? They're yeah. They're a B-side. That's it. So, and it's just, uh, we saw Danny Green hurt at the end of this game. So it's like, now you have Kawhi, potentially Danny Green, Tony Parker out. Is there any saving grace left here against a completely revamped, retooled, rested Golden State team? Yes. And here's what they are. Two things. Turnovers. Golden State turns the ball over a lot. And... San Antonio will capitalize on that, right? Yeah. So that's that's their first saving grace. They can stay in the series as long as they're turning the ball over. Number two, Mike Brown. Mm. <laughs> Pop versus Mike Brown is never not going to be in the Spurs' favor. Yeah. So as long as those two facts remain, they have a shot. I'm not saying they'll capitalize on it. I'm not saying they won't get swept because they might have both those things still happen. If they don't have Kawhi, like, you know, again, right, it's going to be like the Portland series all over again. Mm-hmm. But as long as those two facts are there, San Antonio is smart enough, disciplined enough, and you got the infrastructure, there's a chance. Yeah, yeah. I would say, you know, Mike Brown is a healthy third to the fact that they didn't rebound as well as they should have the second Kawhi got out. Put everyone in the paint, pack the paint, get those rebounds. 
you know, slow down the pace a little bit, bring it to your level. Don't try to outrun the Warriors because the Warriors will eventually get into their scheme of things. You saw those possessions in the first half. They were getting nothing from the offensive boards. Actually, San Antonio had anything they wanted in terms of boards. That's and it. in the second half, when Kawhi went down, spirits were lifted, and all of a sudden Draymond Green picked it up a notch. Um, you know, Sean Livingston was in there and getting dirty. Matt Barnes played like he was like God. You know, don't um, ever say that again. <laughs> I'm just saying, like <laughs> they were Barnes able to, <laughs> okay. they were able to get multiple possessions, and there was like a Steph Curry three after four or five O boards. Sure, and that was like you saw the cards right there and then. But I, I think if we saw one, one consistency through this thing, it's. It was with Durant. Durant was showing signs of life in the first half. Not right. not total signs of life, but like he he had like the only really the only meaningful points in the first half mm. for Golden State, and then he continues to kind of roll through in the in the second half of this thing too. Yo, I think like Curry had fourteen in the first half, and he had like eighteen in the third quarter because he was just able to explode like that, and that's but what you, you rely just, on. You kind of knew that was coming. It's Roll. like. It's it's Golden State in the playoffs. They're not just going to back down. It's yeah. like we, no matter what was going to happen, they were going to make a run at it. It's just were they able to win this thing? And it's just with with Kawhi being out, with that defensive just prowess in the middle. I know, right? You really lose a lot. Durant is a combination of a comfort blanket and a safety release valve, right? When there's pressure on the line, you just get the ball to him for an ISO, and he's going to get a bucket, right? Mm-hmm. If everybody else isn't playing well. He's got a bucket. Those times last year when they would run into situations against Cleveland or whatever, when all of a sudden everybody goes cold and you know you gotta you know they stop moving the ball and Curry's you know doing an ISO play against Kevin Love for the entire series, right? That's kind of you know those situations are averted when you have Kevin Durant, right? And you know if you just need something to happen, um, and you know the gelling, the consistency, the meshing of the team with Durant on there has not always been great at times. But one thing you can compensate with that for is Durant is just such an incredible one-on-one player that hey. Hey, stuff's not working. We're not really gelling. We can't really figure things out. Get it to Durant. He's going to get you a bucket. He's going to stop the other team's flow. And so, like, that's that's the thing, right? So, when you can always have something you can go back to, fall on for security. And then on top of that, you know, whenever you feel that pressure of, hey, I'm, we're down 25. Hey, we need a bucket. Mm-hmm. KD. So, and, that's and what he, you're seeing. And he could just take it anywhere. Like, literally anywhere. I mean, he was, he was driving in the paint. He was hitting those threes from the outside. He is the versatility that Kevin Durant has and is adding to that team, mm-hmm. who was already damn good to begin with, is adding to that team, making a run here. God, watch out. Man, I love, like, the whole all eyes on me thing with him, too, because he came into from Texas as a scrawny rookie, couldn't bench. Everything was a mockery. For Kevin Durant's like draft combine, like he was trying to like lift weights, he couldn't lift over 185 pounds, his own weight, and he's like turned into an MVP. Mm-hmm. Like I love that story, that saga that he's kind of like leaving in the court, and he's just able to have his will. And I would say, furthermore, on both sides of the court, he was guarding Lamarcus Aldridge, mm-hmm. and he was stopping Lamarcus uh. Aldridge. He was forcing him into an alternate pivot, you know, like he, an alternate pivot verse. You know, <laughs> he likes to go left and he was forcing him to go right. And I kind of liked how I was seeing that from that perspective on D. But, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge needs to have his game because he's a better offensive player than that. Yeah. And I was really kind of perturbed all game long, all second half long on LaMarcus Aldridge's shooting choices. Yeah, no, I mean, he didn't he didn't come to the come to the show today with his best game. We needed him to, you know 
impose some sort of will, right? He needed to hit his jumpers, he needed to get to his spots, he needed to get rebounds, he needed to be physical, and he wasn't any of those things all game. He's always kind of off balance, never really gathered himself, couldn't really hold on to the ball, let Zaza define him in the post, let yeah. Durant defend him in the post. Yeah. And if you're LaMarcus Aldridge, I mean, for what you claim to be, what you've shown to be in Portland and things what like you that, brought you, here for. you can't let that happen. And yeah. it, it took mm-hmm. a conversation with Tim Duncan in the last series for him to show up last time. I mean, get Tim Duncan on the fucking hotline. Put him on the FaceTime, you right. know? <laughs> Just like, I don't even know. Put put a picture of Tim Duncan's face on a shirt and make yeah, LaMarcus sure, wear it. Sure. I don't know. Whatever you got to do, get LaMarcus head right. He just doesn't have the jersey. It just It's just the Timmy shirt. No, it's just one of those shirts that you make when uh, you know when one of your homies dies. You know the airbrush shirts. It's just R.I.P. Tim Duncan <laughs> on the front, and just like you know. Get, get Lamarcus's own face on his own shirt. Like just have him just be like, uh huh. Get, <laughs> get his face on a milk carton. Yeah. Where's your game at? Yeah. Unbelievable. So let's let's have some predictions about game two of this thing. What what do we think actually will happen here? And let's go two scenarios. That's one, what I'm saying. One with What's the scenario? one with Kawhi, one without Kawhi. I mean. I think it's pretty obvious with Kawhi, they stand a chance. With Ka- without Kawhi, they're getting swept. Yeah, we but, said that with the Houston series too, but um, and they won without Kawhi game six, which is a little. Just crazy. I don't think that I don't think that actually counts. Once you go up by that amount of points, and Houston's yeah. already turned the t- like you know thrown in they the white towel, in, yeah. then that's that's not you know you can't really say like oh yeah they got forty eight minutes without Kawhi won the game. <laughs> it was clear after ten minutes that the game was over. Oh, yeah. So I don't think it really counts. But. Okay, sure. I mean, I so, think I think Golden State by what like six or eight. If if Kawhi is back, if Kawhi is not back, it's they're gonna win by twenty. Mm-hmm. So Steph Curry had forty in this game. Yeesh. Steph Curry had like an insane third quarter. He had some like pivotal shots in the fourth quarter, but he was kind of you know iffy in the first quarter, and uh, the shooting was a little suspect throughout the whole the whole team the whole game. Like that's not gonna be repeated. That's not gonna be repeated. So right. yeah. they're gonna go on fire, and they're not gonna have a combatant of a Kawhi Leonard or you know. Paul Gasol had massive foul trouble in this game, but he's a reliable three-point shooter to an extent. And you have Patty Mills and Danny Green, but Danny Green's a little humbled. Or hobbled. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Green's a little hobbled. and Be humble. Be hobbled. <laughs> you know what I'm just saying? So I wonder if there's any sort of consistency, any sort of like silver lining for the silver spurs. And I don't think there is, because if Kawhi can't make it, like that's the obvious answer. If Kawhi can't play, which I don't think he should for game two, because there's not a whole lot of time for rest. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think there's an answer for that the Spurs can you know dig out of their wallet of or rolodex of things to do. The the best thing I heard uh, on the series and uh, Shea Serrano of the Ringer he was talking about how as a Spurs fan, lifelong Spurs fan, he doesn't care whether or not Lamarcus Aldridge can lead his team to victory necessarily, but he has to show up every game. He's got to yeah. be hard. He's got to give his best effort. He's got to be a factor each and every game. Mm-hmm. And my thing is if he doesn't show up and he's just a no-show these next three games and they're yeah. out the series, it's going to be a long regular season for him next year. Yeah. I mean, now you got to you just got to sit there and watch Lamarcus Aldridge hit jumpers in the regular <laughs> season over and over again until they get to the playoffs again. I mean, if they can't you know, make a big free agent, land, uh, land a big free agent, um, it's just going to be a long regular season. So I do not envy... The fate of Lamarcus Aldridge in this mm. season if he doesn't show up. So you better show up. You know, forty minutes, twenty eight points. You know, ten rebounds or so. It's great production, but he was the focal point in the second half. So you he gotta, needs a newborn. He needs a newborn. You got to do it. You know, Patty Mills needs to show up. Paul Gasol needs to show up. Everyone needs to step up. All right, that's enough of this this first game. Let's move on to the uh, game seven tomorrow. Thoughts and predictions on Washington versus Boston. Game seven. This is in Boston. Yep. The home team has won every game of this series yep. so far. Yep. That's a that's a big t- 
tell, I think, for this series. Okay. I think Stevens, um, Brad Stevens has coached a hell of a series, getting Al Horford to produce, getting all these other dudes to kind of get... Avery Bradley is now an all-star, you know, like just <laughs> out of nowhere, really. Like, he was great in the regular season, but he's he's their best player on the team right now. I think you've got a lot of foundational NBA trends going on right now, and you've got a lot of conventional wisdom that comes to play, right? That, like you said, uh, home team has won every game in the series, so... Boston's got the edge there. They're at home. Uh, role players play better at home, so yeah. they've got the edge there as well. Yeah. However, when you look at the teams, the adage that like if you have to win one game, you want to be the team that has the best player on the floor. That's Washington. Yes. Hands down, right? That's Wall. That's Beal. You want those two dudes if you're going into a game seven. Mm-hmm. Washington was up big in game one of the series on the road. It's not like they've completely collapsed every game on the road. They just haven't been able to pull it out of the end, right? Mm-hmm. OT and Thomas. Um, what was that? Game five? I believe that was game one, actually, when he went off for 53. No, I don't think so. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Well, game five, I mean, I'm also another OT game, but. I was going to say, there's one game where, you know, where he went off another game where Boston just came back and yeah. those things weren't correlated. Yeah, but yeah. my whole point was just that um, Washington has played well enough on the road that they could win a game seven, right? So right. just the question is, yeah, who's going to, you know, coach Edge probably goes to Boston. Um you know, Boston's young and scrappy, but if I had to, if I had to choose, um, they say a series does not start till a team wins on the road. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. are we going to say the series just doesn't start and we're just giving it to Boston? <laughs> uh, you know, I would reluctantly pick Washington, yeah, but right. there's a lot of things going against them going into game seven. So I was going to lead into the fact that Wall just hit a game winner for game game six. Yeah. They're on this huge high. You know, Beal was in, in, in a formidable foe to Boston in that game too, and John Wall went off as the best player on this on this series. So I think all eyes are on those two players, yeah. the Wall and the Beals, and I think I think Washington takes this, and I don't think comfortably. I think it's like a last possession type of thing. Okay, but I think they have it and have what it takes. <laughs> Can we they just, may not be deeper than Boston, but yeah. I think they're starting five. I will take that. Do we base it just on what they wear into the game? Oh, if they, if they wear the that. funeral wear again, <laughs> all all blacked out, just thinking they're going to take this thing? That's Boston walking into Washington. Does Washington do a Boston? <laughs> no. Here, no. Here's what you do. You flip it, and you just like completely fuck with everybody's minds. You come we're dressed green. in circus gear. <laughs> it's a circus game. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a funeral game. They're going to clown game. on you. Boom. We're, we're here to clown on you. I'm Did just I saying they would that? throw everyone off. Mm. It would throw me off. You know what? So so two picks for Washington to win this thing. I'm just gonna be the contrarian here. I'm gonna Uh, go I'm gonna go with Boston to win this and I'll say by four. Okay, I love it. IT numbers. Uh That's cool. That's cool. Like, you know, Jay Crowder's gonna do super power crowder and you know, I I had nothing. <laughs> I just wanted to say that it was that was a fun moment in that episode. All right, so let's just let's just throw it into an impromptu three man weave. Oh, so weave. so we we have a lot of we have a lot of playoffs here: Western Conference, Eastern Conference Finals, and the Finals. What are, what are you doing to kind of just stay abreast of everything that's happening here? So like, stay up with all of these games. Are you watching? Are you going to actually watch all of the games here on out? Uh, I think here on out, you have to. Up to this point, definitely not been watching all the games. It's not necessary. And this is the downside of when everybody's shooting threes and everything's volatility and everything is you know maximum variance and all this shit like that. <laughs> all of a sudden, if one team makes their shots and the other doesn't, that's a recipe for 20-point blowouts every game. And we've seen so many of those this, this playoffs. Everybody wants to talk about, oh, you know, this is the trend. This is the way the NBA is going to go going, you know, move going forward. 
if that's the case, then you're, just all, you're gonna see blowouts because it's gonna be rare that both teams are on at the same time every night. So there's just gonna be a lot of blowout games. So if you want close games, you don't necessarily root for the you know Golden State Warriors run and gun three point layups or Houston three point layups kind of strategy because if everyone does that and they're all relying on threes, you're just going to have a lot of blowouts. So to me, this NBA playoffs hasn't been as exciting, hasn't been as interesting. The most interesting times where you had teams that were not like that, like Milwaukee Bucks, yeah. yep. you know, just grinding it out with Toronto and it. Greek Freak, you know, doing his thing. That was the most exciting time when yeah. you had, um, you know, San Antonio, Houston and San Antonio imposing their will on the game, low scoring games, you know, 105 to 106 or, you know, whatever the point, you know, whatever the, the game was in, in overtime there. When it's the low scoring, more low scoring games, when you have people shooting two point shots, when you have fundamentals in play, smart players, that's what makes it a good basketball. Yeah. All right. I don't, you know, I don't give a fuck that you can hit a 30 foot three if you're going to miss one or if you're going to miss three out of every four. Right. Like to me, that's Ooh. not, I'm not interested in watching that. So up to this point, been pretty disappointed. But from here on out, you got to watch the conference finals, man. Yo, NBA, MTG doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, NBA. Every game, every game from here on out, Gee? Yeah, I have to. Do it for the culture, right? Like, I think there's a lot to kind of learn from these playoffs is if you're a Timberwolves fan, if you're a New York fan, if you're whatever fan, because these are the teams that are on the top. These are always going to be here until they're not, I think. And I think these playoffs were too long. You know, like 40 days, 40 games, and 40 nights, it's like way too long <laughs> of a time to know that it's Cleveland versus Golden State. or Give us, so, so you're saying, you're suggesting this is the, in Arabian tale. Oh, and yeah. we, actually need, we actually need a genie and a couple of wishes. You need genie bus. But a couple of wishes to change this thing up. So. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing that was kind of like the wild card this series was, or this whole playoffs, was the fact that Boston ended up with the one seed. Mm-hmm. So Boston, Chicago was the one eight as opposed to a Cleveland, Chicago. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest wild card for me because Boston had no answer to a Rondo, had very little to combat their, their three point shooting of, of all things. And then a Boston, a Boston as a one seed led Toronto to face Cleveland. Toronto was probably the one team that I thought had a chance. You did. I, I thought so. I, yeah, yeah, I just thought so. If they didn't face Cleveland until Cleveland's, until the Eastern Conference Finals, I thought maybe they would have a shot, shot at that. But, you know, because they bought all those players for an anti-LeBron strategy that didn't work out at all. You know, <laughs> P.J. Tucker and DeMar Carroll's and whatever they had. But, no, to cut it short, man, like, no, I don't think there's anything that needed to be done in this playoffs. These playoffs were way too long this season, and it just felt like they're spreading it out for more rest, for whatever the hell that reason is, more traveling, and so then there's more days off, which it dilutes the whole product. And I, mean, I think, yeah, I mean that, that's true if, if it's not exciting, right? If it's exciting, if it's forty exciting. days and forty nights, then nobody's talking no about the length, <laughs> and it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. So it's just the fact that. To me, what it comes down to is style of play. If you're trying to play like the Golden State Warriors, you're not going to play Golden State ball better than Golden State. If you're trying mm-hmm. to play Cleveland ball, you're not going to play Cleveland ball better than Cleveland. And so when everybody plays the same way, this is this is what you get. You get the two best teams at playing the way that the game is played mm-hmm. in the finals, right? So if you had teams with more identities, right, with different ways, different styles of playing, if you had some twin towers going on, you have some, you know, you got some crazy uh, spread offense, uh, you know, pick and roll heavy, you know, just just different things than what's going on right now. That's right. Right. If it's just all three point ball, if it's just, you know, get down and ISO to Durant and LeBron at the end of you know, the last minute, you po- compile veterans that want to play and chase yeah. rings. Right. You get it. You get all this together. It's not really going to work. At least San Antonio has a little bit more of an identity than the rest of these teams. And that's why they kind of had the best shot against somebody like a Golden State. Um, 
But yeah, you're right. It's it's boring and it takes way too long when everybody's playing the exact same way and it comes to the next exact same results. It's chalk so far. Yeah. Unless Boston loses, it's chalk. Yeah. yeah. It's easy to kind of duplicate their efforts because it's really just taking an easy way out and shooting a three. It's easy to just drive to the paint and get a layup. There's no other offense. So let's like try that out. Like that's what Portland did, I feel like, in that whole series against the one eight against Golden State. That's what I think, you know, for the most part, all the other teams were doing too. We were trying to emulate Cleveland, emulate Golden State, and they were falling flat. You saw Clippers shooting like 43s one game. Like, that should not happen. Mm. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, I was really a fan of the Spurs and Houston series because they weren't backing down from their philosophy. Exactly. And you want to see Clash of Styles, Clash of Identities. Yeah. It was really fun to see Game 1 and Game 6, the same series, because Game 1 was like, how do they actually stop this? How do the Spurs have a, a, a fighting chance? And you just went with probability and popability. You know? like pop <laughs> changes it up, changes the defense. Dan Tony is a regular season guru, not really a playoff, you know, protege. I wanted you to look at me. Not really a Dan Tony kind of system presents itself in the playoffs much further than the conference finals. I think he's never been further than that. You know, it was just cool to see pop. Change it up, change defensive styles, change offensive plays, and gather the troops and say, hey, this is actually what's happening, and this is how you counter this. And no one could do that mm-hmm. other than the Spurs. Well, that's the thing. Both of y'all, call, both of y'all said Houston was going to win. I told you the Spurs were going to. Both of y'all <laughs> yeah. so confident. I <laughs> right? I um. 39 points. I am I'm definitely glad I didn't put any bets on this thing. <laughs> yeah. Back to, be. to, I want to answer kind of my own question that I posed to you guys. Just... In moving forward, I want to watch all of these games, but given what we've seen and given what you guys discussed, that I'm watching how the first half plays out in these games. Because mm-hmm. these these games could be blowouts just going into the second half, and I, I really don't want to watch that. Mm-hmm. So if it's competitive, I'm, I'm in day in, day out watching all of it. But if it gets out of control... <laughs> forget about well it. and to your point right like obviously golden state came back this game so if you had just turned it off at halftime you would have missed the whole thing but these halves are almost like different games right so the spurs won the first half by 20 something points golden state obviously had to have won the second half by 20 something points 30 yeah. something points to win the game mm-hmm. right so it was a blowout on both sides right so yeah. it was not it was just not competitive basketball it was not interesting there's no point where their dominance each team's dominance overlapped and i feel like you used to see that a lot more and in today's nba you're just not seeing that very much yeah, a lot of teams like conceding or bending over. That's for, right. Con, just taking the, the taking the fall, taking the L. All right, so here's my next question for the three-man wave. Is there anyone, let, let's just go into the Eastern and Western like Conference this. Finals. I like this. Is there anyone who can improve their stock dramatically going into the next season? Of, mm. of, the, of the four, let's call them four remaining teams. And I guess you, there's you, five, five, no, five at the moment. We'll, we'll call it, okay, five at the moment. What? Whoa, I guess I just repeated everything you said there. <laughs> I appreciate that. I got hype man in the booth. So of the, of the five teams remaining, is there anyone who can actually who can actually improve yeah, free agency um, value or trade definitely. value? Definitely. Bradley Beal can stop looking scared uh, every game. And if he actually, you know, if they win this game seven and get to a game, if they win one game against Cleveland, Bradley Beal is already, his stock goes way up, right? He's always been injured. He's always been fragile. Every time I look at him, he just looks... Kind of scared every every single time. Every single, you see him smiling; it looks fake as hell. And all the, and all the like uh, the stock photos of him and things like that. I have just, I mean, everybody loves him. He's very tantalizing, but to my mind, he like I would not want my team to sign Bradley Bill. I would not want Chicago to try and sign Bradley Bill. I think they'd be giving him a lot of money. Yeah. Um, 
for an unproven commodity. He, I think he stands the chance to gain the most um, of any player right now. I think the rest of the teams are pretty solid, right? I mean, they're, you pretty much know what you're going to get with all the teams. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I guess maybe somebody on Boston. I mean, maybe Isaiah Thomas is more legendary. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe John Wall is more legendary. Like, I don't, I don't really know. I think the most upside is, uh, is Beal. Okay, I have a couple answers also to, to the point on Beal. Game six, he couldn't make a three, and he changed up his game, I think, after halftime. All he did was drive with paint and get layups or dunks. And I was like, that's the Beal I wanted to see. If he can't make a three, he shouldn't just be sitting there. So I was, like, really excited for that because I'm a huge Beal fan. Anyways, my my theory or my players I would pick, because I'll do a couple, Al Horford from Boston. Yep. Do more. Just do more. I know he's been more of a facilitator this series for whatever reason, but just do more. Get in the paint. Be the big man that you are. That's who I want. I think his stock could go way up. I don't know if his stock needs to go up because he's I was going to say, it's already secure. so high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, in this series, I feel like everyone, you know, all but the everyone's NBA, doubting him, right? No, no, in the NBA media right now, everyone's been like, Horford article this, Horford. No, they've been oh. they've been loving his, they've been saying he's not putting a lot of points out on the board, but his contribution to Boston is so much better because like, if you look at how young a team they have and like, he's been very solid. If you look at his plus minus, if you look at his impact as a leader on the floor, everyone's been giving him huge prop, huge praise. So to me, like, even if they lose this next game, he's still on the upside now all of a sudden of everybody's right. opinions. But yeah, so I, I think for, for Beal, I think Beal or, 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 over... It's okay, it's fine. I think Beal over Horford, just in a sense, for his value across teams. Like, Horford is going to stay with the Celtics, in, in my mind, for... Yeah. For at least a little while, so he, he might change his perception in the in the media. It might change his perception with the fans, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's going to ch- change his trade value. Are there other players on your list? Though? There are two. I don't think they need to do a whole lot more than what they are doing. But one is Kevin Durant because he's a one. He's uh, he signed a one year deal. So after this, he can actually decide if he won a championship to go anywhere he wants. Right. True. Okay. But if he loses his, you know, this championship run. Yeah. Like, what does his legacy become in terms of the season? He had an amazing almost MVP-like series season until he went down. Mm-hmm. I think he has a lot to prove in this in this finals if he gets there, he, when he gets there against LeBron. Let me, let me throw something at you right here. Mm-hmm. How about no matter what Kevin Durant's performance is yeah. in this playoffs, whatever he does speaks more of LeBron than it actually does of Kevin Durant. <laughs> if he loses, if Golden State loses to Cleveland in the finals, <laughs> yeah. LeBron is all of a sudden like, you yeah. know, they're, they're having the MJ Good. conversations. Great right? point, man. Yeah. But if they lose, yeah. that's a function of just like, oh, you know, even LeBron couldn't overcome <laughs> this, right? Even even LeBron, you know, he got to see in the finals and just ran into the super team, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and Kev, oh, Kevin Durant went to went to Golden State and won the title. You know, it's just like, oh yeah, it's so surprising, right? So to me, it's just like it's that, and I think Kevin Durant is a great player to select for this, but I think his impact is actually says more about LeBron others, yeah. than it does about himself. Interesting. I like I like what you said there. Great point. My other final one, who I think we've been talking about a lot ad nauseum tonight. Yeah. Is Lamarcus Aldridge? LMA. Okay. LMAO, LMA. You know, <laughs> like he could be a dud or a stud. You know, this series, he could show up. He can make an impact for his team. Finally, what's his contract though? What's LMA's contract for next season? You know, I don't know those numbers. But I can get back to you. I think he's locked in for at least next year. <laughs> okay, uh, might have a player option the year after that. I think I think he's in for a little bit. Okay, uh, he signed a, a pretty pretty steady contract. Yeah, like three four year deal. Yeah, um, probably max max ish money. Um, the status of Kawhi is un- unknown, uncertain, and he stepped up big for Game Six in Houston. Why can't he do it here? Uh, he has to. He has to settle yeah. down, 
get the ball in his hands before he dribbles. He can't just do those moves and go off pivot. Here, here's my here's my player. Here's my player now, and I think it's actually I think Patty Mills. If Patty nice. Mills has a a decent series, even it, like he may not have enough to actually win the series for San Antonio, but given with given the situation with Kawhi, given the situation with Tony Parker, he has a chance to shine, and his value his value in the market in total can just climb dramatically. Do you think so? I think his I think his stock only has a chance to drop. I think that's it. I really? Think, I think we've hit peak Patty Mills. After we've seen what have we seen from him for the piece, past couple of years, the past two three years, if he doesn't do anything in this series, he's getting paid in the offseason. Okay. New Orleans might throw cash money at this dude to go play with Anthony Davis and uh, Cousins, even if he doesn't do anything. Patty Mills has proved himself at this point to be a okay. solid point okay. guard. So to my mind, yeah, if he plays excellent in the series, all of a sudden a team is going to look at him that wasn't going to look at him before. No, to my mind, it's not. It's only if he plays really shittily in the series, all of a sudden does teams that were looking at him choose not to look at him. Yeah, that's a so great, my thing is like, wait, his stock is already so high that I think it can only go down. I mean, okay. what, is he, is he going to pull an Isaiah Thomas and lead his team to the finals against LeBron and lose? No, like, no, no, to no, me, no, that's no. when all of a sudden you're like, okay, New York's going to throw max money at Patty Mills. Like, that that's the only like thing you're moving the needle. Oh, does, does L.A. trade their number two draft pick for Patty Mills? Like, nah. I mean, that's what we're talking about. Like, yeah. teams okay. who are already considering Patty Mills are not going to be influenced by, by this, series. this series. But to his point, I kind of take both sides because if Patty Mills takes a game or two off of Golden State, you're looking at him a little bit differently as in terms of he could probably lead a team because he's currently kind of the leader of this team. But you already think that today. But you already think of that today. You, you're already. I mean, if he goes to any of these teams that can throw him money, if he went to Minnesota tomorrow, are you? I mean, are you? Are you ever saying like, oh, we don't know if we're gonna start Patty Mills or not? No. If you pay Patty Mills, you're going to pay him for as a starter. Mm-hmm. Nobody's paying him as like they're not giving him the OKC uh, bench money. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's not. He's getting not getting Taj Gibson and uh, <laughs> and Cantor money. You're giving yeah. him money to run your team. All right. Yeah, that's getting shut down pretty hard. No, I'm, just, the, I'm just saying, pretty I, hard in the Patty Mills. I just, I just think you know we we know who a lot of these players are already, and even going into the off season, we know what they're going to command, right? My question is around guys like Kyle Lowry, right? So like based on his performance this year, do you does he is his stock go up or down based on it's like he was injured, right? Um, yeah. So it's like it's kind of an unknown. He's put a lot of good work in. He's getting on the older side of thirty, but he's a uh, he's you know a high level player, all star you know all star level player. So like, that's the really interesting thing. I think the players left in this playoffs, it's kind of Not hard many. to pick pick anybody out. Boston, it almost doesn't matter what anybody on that team does. They overachieve this season. They're yeah. going to get a draft pick. They might switch. They might trade, make a blockbuster trade. So everyone almost has a pass here. Even if yeah. Al Horford shit the bed for three games <laughs> they're going to add some pieces next season and in that system maybe he proves himself to be a lot better right, that's right. and that, that's that's my point is that there's very few players left in this postseason who have anything to gain my thing is like scott brooks as a coach has the most to gain from this he makes it to the conference finals in the first year with washington yeah after great. having after being declared like oh he's just because he's coaching durant Westbrook. that's the only reason he's any good <laughs> he gains a lot Bradley, Beal, if all of a sudden uh, uh, Ubre, right? All yeah. of a sudden he shows up and gets some Status good minutes good. guarding LeBron mm-hmm. or something like that. His stock's going through the roof, right? right. All of a sudden Gortat grabs some rebounds and shit like that. Maybe he's getting a contract that he otherwise wouldn't get because right now he's been showing himself to be pretty lackluster on defense. There we go. These are the players to my mind. So it's a young team like Washington, yeah, but they right? Gotta, they got to they gotta get into the Eastern That's Conference what Finals I'm first. Uh, so. That's what I'm saying. So to me, this is a big deal. If all of a sudden Washington can't do anything, if Bradley Beal doesn't do anything in this next game... 
I know. His, his stock's going down. Yeah. All right. Great, All right. great points by MTG. Man, okay. I didn't, so mean, let's, I didn't mean to railroad that's, no. that's a ton of analysis here. So let's, Too much. Let's, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back to where we belong. And the hottest hot takes going into the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. So starting with Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference Finals, your hottest hot take. Uh, Kyrie Irving never lifts his eyelids more than 50% up uh, off his eyeballs. Not down. No, below his eyebrows. They're already so low all the time <laughs> that they're not raising above the midway point on his eyeball. Like if you look at the circumference, he's yeah. not passing yeah. uh, whatever it is, 180 degree line. I don't even know. We're getting into geometry right now. It's unfortunate. Let's not. I'm just saying his eyes not going to look open the entire time. He's going to be sleepwalking through the conference finals. James Harden, his curse has been lifted. He was dating a Kardashian. Lil Beep cursed him after lifting the curse. I have no idea how this qualifies for the Eastern Conference Finals. This has not, not only is not only is James Harden not playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. That is an invalid answer, Gabe. All right. One more time. <laughs> Eastern Conference. <laughs> One more right back. time. <laughs> got to Hottest hot take. I I think I think Isaiah Thomas says. Says that what fifty three was it fifty one fifty three wasn't 53. En- it wasn't enough he's gonna go sixty he's gonna wow. go Whoa. he's just gonna go off he's so gonna not go only off. does he not only does he beat Washington but he goes off for sixty against Cleveland I don't know who else yeah I'm who gonna else? the hottest hot take all right I don't mean to step on anybody's toes here here's my hottest hot take. Boston makes the conference finals, plays against LeBron. All of a sudden, LeBron starts guarding Isaiah Thomas. Instead of grabbing a beer from a fan, he grabs a baby uh, <laughs> a baby car seat, and he takes Isaiah Thomas, and he picks him up and puts him in the car seat. And he fits. And, he, and he, not only does he fit, he scores no points in a game. Because <laughs> he's been... All his masculinity has turned into babyality. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time we've used babyality on this we podcast. To, we have to more that. I don't know. Is that offensive? I don't know. We aren't governed by the FCC, but it sounds like we might be after that. All right, here is it. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Kelly Oubre Jr. is in the conference finals against LeBron. So that means Washington beats Boston, takes a shot at LeBron. LeBron goes high for a dunk. Oubre knocks him down. Ooh. I like it. I like it. You know, you saw the Zaza, you know, intentional grounding Zaza of, Gate. of Kawhi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna have Ubre, dirty player, Junior. All right, taking down LeBron. That's my hot take. All right, go west. Go west. The hottest hot takes in, for the Western Conference Finals. All right, um, hottest take. Mike Brown slips on a banana peel, <laughs> hits his head, and immediately becomes a basketball coaching savant. Just all of a sudden starts drawing up crazy out-of-bounds plays. All of a sudden he's able to coach coach all the guys up to their most potential. And he wins, you know, coach of the year somehow, oh. uh, you know, after the fact at the, at the award co- show. Can you win coach of the year as an interim head coach? Hot take. <laughs> after the ballot's already been closed. <laughs> It's because he's been concussed. He gets his brain right. That's right. That's right. It's just ricocheted in the right position. I like it. I love it. I don't think there's a hotter take than that. <laughs> Except for like a piping Woo! hot pizza falls on Kawhi, or Kawhi. Falls on Curry's lap. He's like, he's doing the James Harden Curry thing, eating pepperoni while taking a three-pointer horizontal. You know, he's just doing it all. 
That's wow. a hot take. Because I, I, wow. I don't know how to top that. <laughs> I had to top I mean, with that was, topics. That was a good, was a good chance. <laughs> so you, you, basically, a, you basically said a Steph Curry cyclone of absurdity would, would come into being in that. the conference finals. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. It's a hot take, though. It probably could happen. Yeah. Probably. Fuego. I think... I think two things are possible, and I'm going to go to Draymond for both of them. Mm. I think he's going to pull a triple-double without points. Wow. Without points again. Awesome. Okay. And I also think that he's going to be ejected from one of these games. Uh, I, like I, I like yours. I like yours. <laughs> this is good. This is a good one. Any kicks? No. Any I, I, I don't. I don't want to get into the kick thing. That, like, that, oh. I feel like that was so last year. <laughs> <laughs> get, in, get, into, get into the playoff mode. 2017. Mm. All right, MTG, you have any other com- uh, commentary? F- I would say um, last hot take in the finals. This is in the finals. Okay. All right. Finals hot take. Mm. Draymond Green and LeVar Ball get into a fight. <laughs> <laughs> They're both at the same club. No one knows why LeVar Ball is in Cleveland. No one knows. <laughs> Huge brawl. Chaos ensues. That's it. Who commentates? Hubie Brown? I wish Hubie Brown would. I think this is the czar, Mike Fratello. Uh, He's commentating that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Bob Costas makes a return, NBA return. Do we need to go a, a fighting commentator? Is it Joe Rogan? Is it Max Kellerman? Who? Oh, who Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman on oh. the brawl. I think it's a little bit beneath him. He's a little bit of a boxing like purist historian. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think he's commentating that one. Maybe it's Stephen A. Stephen A's oh, commentating sure. it. Oh God! He needs money now. These but days. people with the three loudest mouths, and you got two of them fighting, one of them commentating. He's <laughs> <laughs> bringing on home. So a finals hot take, yeah, or a final hot take, whichever Ooh. you prefer. My final hot take is that Zaza wears his jersey inside out <laughs> <laughs> and just rolls with it. No one calls him out. No one calls him out. Wow, that's bold, bold, my friend. Mm. Game seven, baby. Hondo, what you got? Oh, Finals, man. hot take. Oh, let let me see. So, Mike Brown gets past Popovich, but then an impromptu move going into the finals. Some way the Golden State owners evict him and bring Popovich back into the finals. Whoa, oh, that's like a Big Brother thing. Like they <laughs> they cast votes and they're like yeah. you're off the island. <laughs> been, that's crazy. You've been voted out. I think it's more likely that Mike Brown. It turns out in like a pivotal game five moment, switches teams and starts <laughs> starts coaching for Cleveland again. That's more probable, yeah. Okay, I think, so. I think like, LeBron, yeah, get over here, LeBron. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait. That's timeout fun. shaving scandal. Mike Brown. Shaving scandal. <laughs> <laughs> he just does his whole face. And you, you guys just whoa, can't whoa. see all of that. That's why we need to be That's incredible. Uh, we need to be on video. All right, that's gonna wrap up the three man weave. Weavery. All right, we'll be back next week. Sigourney Weavery. Next week for the first game of the Eastern Conference Finals over in Queen Anne. More details to come. So go find us on Meetup at NBA Thursday on Meetup. So otherwise, you can find us on Twitter at Ryden underscore The Pine. We respond to everything on there. So hit us up day in, day out. Don't stop. <laughs> Don't stop till you get in the pajama. Now that's gonna wrap day thirty. Peace. Bye. This has been a Vencast Studios production.
Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.